Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. How you doing this morning? Me too, Barcelona. I love this song. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I see you. Hey, Kim Rochelle. Hey, D. Morris. Good morning, DeShannon. Good morning, Annie. Hey, Shonda. Hey, Sandra. No. Hey, Brits. Hey, Carol. <laughs> Vanessa, hung. <laughs> Vanessa, me too. I'm always hungry. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Andre. Hey, my love. Good morning. Good morning. It's when God gave me you. It's featuring Jesse Camp. It's Bishop Jake's um, sacred love song CD. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. This is your first time logging on. I am Lakeisha Johnson, your host for today. One day I'm going to say that and y'all going to see other people hosting CNC. I have a powerful team of women who walk in ministry with me and I'm going to push them in their gifts this year. So I'm just grateful. Welcome, welcome. God is so good. He is so, so faithful. Um, I am just so grateful this morning. Good morning. Hey, y'all remember when y'all say ladies, there is not just ladies on this devotional men watch this devotional too. This is not just a devotional LMJ ministries is not just for women. We empower women. We encourage women, but we are for, um, the family, the individual for spirit, soul and body for us being whole. We are called to a nation to repair the breach to restore the loss, um, to build and to grow us all. So y'all make sure when y'all say good morning that y'all say good morning to everyone. We are appreciative of every person that taps in. We are multicultural, multi-ethnic. We are viewed around the city, state, nation, and world. Our home base is in Little Rock, Arkansas, but we are literally viewed and I think eight to 10 different countries and um, in all different cities in all different states. So we are grateful for who and what God does and what he has been doing in us and all around us and all the different countries and all the different states and all the different nations. And so with that being said, let me thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. I said I wasn't going to be a crybaby today, but I am so full of joy. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Just thank you for who you are. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for my partners. Thank, for, thank you for those who sow and tithe and give and, 
and do all that you do to make sure that we continue to put the gospel everywhere and to make sure that um, we serve those. Good morning, Myra. Good morning, cousin. Um, so I'm just so grateful. Yesterday, um, and I don't like talking about myself too much. Yesterday was my 19th year um, when I, for me accepting my call in the ministry. Um, so 19 years I've been walking with the Lord. March will make it three years in full-time ministry. So I am so, so grateful just to see what God is doing. I am over full. So 19 years in ministry, three years in walking in ministry full-time. And in March, three years in LMJ Ministries will be three years in March. And so I'm just grateful for what God is doing. And I'm grateful for you guys. God is so, so faithful to this ministry, so faithful to me, so faithful to our household. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to take authority for you today. I'm going to, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus, but I'm just so grateful. God is so good to me. God is so, God is so good to me. I remember, I remember when, um, I remember when there was just one person. I remember when there was just two persons. I remember when there was no Bible study. I just, I remember, I remember when there were only five people on the devotional. I, I don't know if congratulations is in order. So y'all give glory to God. I don't, I don't want to just correct you, but I just want to say, I don't think we should congratulate when God is what is the source. I think we should celebrate and put all glory to God. Sometimes we congratulate people when we should be blessing the Lord. And so I don't want to take any credit for what God has done. I have not been faithful in 19 years. Um, I um, was a, I was afraid of my call. Um, I stepped back for a minute and then I walked um, in full authority. So let's just bless the name of the Lord. I can't take no credit for what God has done. Um, thank you for that, Kirby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't take credit for what God has done, what God has done what God has done. I'm just a fool for God. I'm just a fool for him. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a fool for God. I've just made a decision for God. I'll live in for God. I'll die. And I'm, I'm firm in that. I'm firm. I'm firm in that. I'm firm in God for God. I'll live in for God. I'll die. I'm firm in that. I, I, I don't have a choice. And I always tell people, I feel like I'm on house arrest anyway. He's not going to let me get too far. So glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, let me tell you, seasons change, and I want you to know that seasons change and things happen. And so I want you to bless the name of the Lord and watch God do what he needs to do for you. No more complaining, no more looking at yourself um, less than or in lack. The God that you serve is with you and he is with you always like he is with you always. And so. I'm just grateful. Thank you. Thank you for saying that for my team. My team is valuable. Um, these last three years, I could not have done without my team. I could not have done without all of you who serve. I've got a new prayer team in place and I am uh, right now um, developing and grooming and preparing them for prayer ministry. I have four women that are called to prayer and God has me prepping them for prayer ministry. Um, I have women who serve strong on my team, who are faithful, who have made sacrifices, right? Beyond sacrifices. So thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Shonda. Thank you for your faithfulness. You are so faithful. And I just thank you for your faithfulness to God and all of you who help in so many ways. Um, but I'm in a season of remembrance. Like, I'm like, Lord, I thank you. You just don't know what I'll, I remember when I didn't have furniture in this apartment when I moved and there was no furniture in this apartment and I didn't have a washer and dryer. Um, I remember when my car was not doing what it needed to do. I remember being sick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I remember being sick and still having to push. I remember how God heals me. Like, I'm just grateful. I remember we didn't have camera and we didn't have lights. If you go back and see some of the first devotionals, they were a hot mess. So I'm thankful. I remember when I wasn't faithful and God was faithful to me anyway. Right. When I wasn't faithful and God was faithful to me anyway, he was faithful to me anyway. So I am grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. 
just when I wasn't faithful and he was faithful to me anyway. So I'm grateful. So I just needed to thank y'all for that. I need to. I, <clears throat> he was faithful anyway. So all glory to God, all glory to God, all glory to God, all glory to God, all glory to God. All glory to God, 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 God, I glorify you, I magnify you, I lift up your name, you are so great, my God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, you kept me, you looking at a kept woman, he kept me, he kept me, he kept me, he kept me, he saved me, he protected me, he loved me, um, he elevated me, even when I wasn't faithful, he was faithful anyway, we serve a thankful God, we serve a thankful God, we, we serve a grateful God, we serve an amazing God, we thank him, we thank him, we thank him, we thank him. Andrea, don't start that. Don't start that. Don't start that. Don't start that. So I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. I'm just grateful. And I don't just serve all oh, glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra, for that. Thank you that he's going home today. My God, we thank you for being a healer. Um, I'm just I don't serve just here. I serve at my church also. I am the children's and youth minister at my church and I'm social media at my church. And so I am just honored that God even allows me to serve him. I am. I'm just honored that God even allows me to serve him, that he allows me the opportunity to be able to serve y'all. So I'm just thanking him for 19 years in ministry today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for seeing this little girl worthy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not caring about my past mistakes. Thank you for not caring about my sins. Thank you for not caring about whether or not I had tattoos. Thank you for not caring about my past. God, I thank you. I thank you for using me. I thank you. I thank you for using me. 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 That is why I'm telling you, you need to be anxious for nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication, making his request known before you. And God is the God that will answer. He is a God that will answer. He is a God that will answer. So let me take authority right now. Let me take authority over something. I want to bind up the strong man right now in Jesus name and everything that has been preventing you from walking in the fullness of who, who you are. I take authority over that right now in Jesus name. I sever the ties and the cords. I bind all hindrances back to the pits of hell from which it came and say today and declare and de decree today in the name of Jesus that it is no more everything that has delayed you, everything that has denied you, everything that has capsulated you into a stuck place. I command you to be loosed, my God, and set free right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, for victory. My God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Victory is coming to you today. You are loosed and set free in the name of Jesus. You are loosed and set free free today in the name of Jesus. Nothing can hinder you anymore. Nothing can delay you anymore. You are delivered. The deliverer, you have already been delivered. You are delivered. Jesus has delivered you and you are free and set free right now in Jesus name. Amen. I declare your freedom today. Can you just bless the name of the Lord? Can you thank God for your freedom? Can you say, Father God, I thank you for my freedom. You are free. You are not snared. You are not entrapped by the enemy any longer. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for freedom coming to their houses today. Thank you for the freedom in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for girding us in truth, Lord God. We thank you for your love, your grace, your peace, your joy. Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over this day. We thank you. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And can I tell you something? When a word comes for you like that or someone declares something over you, all you got to do is receive that by faith. You don't have to feel it. Receive it by faith. I receive it. I receive it by faith that the hand of the enemy is no longer attached to me. He cannot he cannot, he cannot, he cannot, he cannot, he cannot win in my life because I have been made free in Christ Jesus. I am now light in the Lord. And so I'm getting ready to walk as children of light. I am not going to be entangled with yokes of darkness any longer because why I am free in Christ Jesus and he who the son sets free is free indeed. Let me read Philippians four and six. It says, don't worry about anything. 
Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, with exceed, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for anointing my vocal cords. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, for just health and healing are our portion. I thank you, Lord God, that we walk in freedom today. In Jesus' name, amen. So we have been, um, I need to extend, um, let me go ahead and do this. If you have not been saved, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you're not sure, if you've been in a backslidden state, I don't even want to wait to the end of the message today. I want to offer you the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ and Lord as Lord and Savior right now. I don't even want to wait to the end of the devotional. I want you, I want to extend the opportunity. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ, here's your chance. Jesus is so real. Jesus is so real. Jesus, Jesus bought you with a price. Jesus loves you so much. Um, and Jesus bought your freedom. And so you don't have to be entangled in heaviness and darkness any longer. Today is the day that you get set free and how you're going to get set free is that you're going to accept Jesus as Lord and savior. And some of you may not know if you're saved, you may have been too young when you accepted salvation and it didn't make sense. And so this is your opportunity to renounce all that does not align up line up with kingdom and to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it's so simple. You first admit that you're a sinner. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner, Lord God. Forgive me. I am a sinner, right? We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. I was a sinner. I am a sinner, Lord God. Please forgive me for my sins. And then you just ask him to be Lord and Savior. Jesus, I want you to be Lord and Savior in my life. And then you receive the Holy Spirit. A lot of you have not received the Holy Spirit yet because when you receive the Holy Spirit and you become full with the Holy Spirit, you're going to it's going to be evidence in tongue. So receive the Holy Spirit. I receive you today, Holy Spirit. Come into my life, counselor. Come into my life, advocate. I receive you by faith, Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. And and then you need to be discipled. You need to be properly discipled. Most of us were not properly discipled. You were not. And so you need to be properly discipled. You need to get connected to a local church. Um, we do, we do a form of I church here on the devotional. I would love to disciple you and lead you more and closer in your relationship with Christ. Um, it is bigger than going to church. God loves you and he set you apart and he redeemed you and he is redeeming and reclaiming the time. So let's get into the, and Julia, thank you for praying. Thank you, nurse. Thank you for praying over my vocal cords and my lungs. I appreciate that today. I, I thank you for that. Um, y'all just lift me up. This has been a long week. I told you earlier seasons change and we just ended a very important season in our house. Um, we just finished basketball season. Judah and Josiah both play basketball season, but, but both play basketball. Both of them were in tournaments this week, right? Both of them had tournaments starting on Monday, um, Judas tournament ended Tuesday. Josiah's tournament ended last night. Um, his team won, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just telling you seasons change. And so we are transitioning into a, a different season, right? When you trans, come on, Holy Spirit. When you transition into a different season, you have to be prepared for um, divine alignment because each season will require something different out of you, right? So in basketball season, it looked a little different, but this basketball season, because I allowed the Lord to lead this season, I was, it was full of grace. Like it was full of grace. Yesterday we were praying and it was Judah's turn to pray. And he thanked God for giving them the opportunity to play basketball. And when I began to reflect on what had happened for us during the basketball season, I saw nothing but grace. I saw nothing but grace. I saw his provision. I saw his grace. I saw his hand in it. I saw the power of God in their life. I saw them grow. I saw me grow. Um, I saw the hand of God in this season, right? So now we are transitioning into a new season. And as we transition from basketball season and Josiah goes into track season, our schedule is not going to be busy. So I've asked God or I'm asking God, God, give me a grace for the next season. 
That's a word for somebody. God, give me the grace for the next season. God, give me the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that I need for the next season because we are now transitioning into a different season, which will require something else of me, which will require a different amount of time, which um, what may not extend my schedule. And often we have blinders on our eyes and we've not even, because most of us have been rushing, most of us have been too busy. We don't even recognize when we're transitioning from season to season. And so uh, we are transitioning into a new season. And so, uh, yeah, new wine skins, new, new wine skins, exactly what it is. And so God gave me grace for this last season, but I expect, and I believe, and I trust for a new dispensation of grace in this next season. I'm coming into a new business into in this next season. I have some things that are getting ready to happen in this next season that did not look like last season. And so as I've made the transition from one season to the next. I need grace. I need wisdom. I'll have to fast. I'll have to pray. I need to get clarity because what was in this season may not belong in the next season. And what we foolishly do is we continue to operate in one season when there is a new season that's requiring a different dispensation of grace, a different wisdom, a different knowledge, and a different understanding. So ask God to give you awareness of your seasons when your seasons transition and when your seasons change so that you're not putting old old, new wine and old skin so you're not operating in what you were in last season right some of y'all are still in last season and God is trying to push you into to new places new levels and new territory and he can't take you into a new territory smelling like something from the past or smelling like something from the old I can't take basketball mentality into track right I'm very loud in basketball season I'm very encouraging when I go into track season, it looks different, right? It looks different. Josiah does discus and shot put. And so my support for him in track season looks different than my support for him in basketball. He travels more distance in track season. So I may not be able to be at the track meets as if I were at the basketball games. So pay attention to your seasons. Ask God to aware, open your eyes, the eyes of your understanding to the hope and call of who he called you to be in Christ Jesus so that you can be aware of your seasons and can make smooth transitions. There is a special dispensation and grace associated with my life for transitions. And so I just release that over your life right now. Um, so that you can make smooth transitions. Each transition and each season does not have to be difficult. It does not have to be difficult. And sometimes, yeah, that's good, Xavier, change of gears. Sometimes we make seasons more difficult than they should be, right? They, they should be. So I cancel the spirit of anxiety. I release the special dispensation of grace and the anointing on my life to make transitions into your life today so that you can walk into your next season um, without struggle. Pray and ask God what you need to do in this this next season, right? For people who hunt, they can use rifles in one season, but in the next season, they may need to use a bow and arrow because using rifles are illegal. So receive that by faith in Jesus name. Now we've been talking about Ephesians five and today I'm going to talk to you about the glory of the Lord in your friendships, right? We talked about glory of the Lord at work. We talked about glory of the Lord in the glory of the Lord or glory, carrying the glory in your kids. We talked about carrying the glory in your marriage. And today I want to talk to you about carrying the glory the fact that we are glory carriers. And if you have not been here all week, I'm going to suggest to you that you go back and that you get the beginning of the week so that you can understand what we mean by glory carriers. And we know that God has been talking to us about being light, that we are the salt and the light of the earth and that we have been passing from darkness to light. And we've been chewing the word slowly. We're not rushing through the word. God is opening the eyes of our understanding. He's giving us ears to hear. We are not wise in our own eyes. And so because we're fearing the Lord, we're able to shun 
the very presence of evil, evil, and we are being growing, growing in grace, right? We have been growing in grace. And so we need to understand healthy boundaries and healthy friendships. The Bible does speak on friendships. And so for all of y'all that say, I don't need no friends, you're, you're wrong, right? He, the Bible speaks on friendships. The Bible talks to us about friendships. The Bible gives us a word for friendships and we are to be good. Come on, use me, Holy Spirit. Use me, Holy Spirit. We are to be glory carriers in our friendships. And I'll be honest with you. Most of us have not known how to be friends because our mama and them didn't know how to be friends. And because we didn't see healthy boundaries and we didn't learn healthy friendships and relationships, we don't understand how to navigate through friendships in our life. Um, we, we walk into friendships we shouldn't walk into. Um, we create friendships and bound and situations with people that we should not. Um, we don't evaluate our friendships carefully. We rush into friendships. Now, here's something I need you to know. I do believe that chemistry and connection is really real. And chemistry and connection will create a gravitational pull towards someone. But what most of us don't understand is the boundaries in friendships and relationships. And we don't know how to make transitions in between the different relationships. And so since we have not learned the health of those relationships, it has put us in a very bad space when carrying the glory to our friends. And so we're going to go back to our scripture, Ephesians 5, 8 to 12. It says, for you were once darkness, but now you are in the light, light in the Lord. Walk as children of light for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and not have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. For you were once darkness, right? We're no longer darkness. We're light now. So we have to live like children of the light. Once we are exposed, um, once we are exposed to um, the light, once we get the word, right? Thank you for that, Ebony. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your transparency is going to heal you and bring you into another level. And the word that God gives us today on friendships is going to bring you into another level. So I'm just going to take my time with this, um, because we can be really, really bad friends and blame everybody else. Come on. Can y'all be real? We can be really, really bad friends and blame everybody else. We can say that everybody else is the problem in our friendships and relationships. But when we add to it, when people tell me they ain't got no friends, right? Or I ain't never been able to get along with women or I ain't never been able to get along with men. I always look at them because you're the common denominator. And if you're the common denominator, the thing that I understand in math is when the denominator is common, it's either going to add up or it's going to subtract, right? It's not a mixed fraction. It's not mixed. You ain't got to work out the equation a little bit longer. When you are the common denominator, right? It's going to add up. It's going to add up. It's going to subtract. When it's the, when you got a common denominator in place, you're going to add up. You're going to subtract, right? And so I want to give you something that I know. There are four type of people that will come in your life. There will people, come on, Vanessa. There will be people that multiply you. There will be people that all my teachers on here are like, mm-hmm. All my teachers on here are like, she right, she right. Thank you to my teachers. Uh, there, there, and, and I'm just being honest. So you got to recognize you are the common denominator. Um, so... <laughs> So I'm just going to say to you without, without a doubt, there are four types, there are four types of people that you're going to come into in your life. You're going to come into people who multiply you. You're going to come into people who divide you. You're going to come into people position with people who add to you. And you're going to come into position with people who subtract to you. And what you got to make a decision is not just about the people that you add in your life, but the type of person that you are. Do you multiply? and increase your friends? Do you add to your friends, right? Do you multiply? Do you increase? Do you add to your friends? You, you, you are, and I'm going to help you even more. Um, you often attract what you are. See, y'all been looking at memes and other things that tell you the reason you're attracting broken people is because they're a healer in you. And I'm going to set you free today. No, the reason you attract broken people is probably because there is something broken in you. There, there's probably something broken in you. If you keep ending up with the same type of friends and the same type of circumstance in the same type of situation, you probably have some of that same behavior.
You do. You do. We attract what we like. That's what we attract. We attract what's in us. We draw. Um, I'm in ministry, right? I'm in ministry and I, and broken people are drawn to the Christ in me. No doubt. Broken people are drawn to the Christ in me, but sick people attract sick people. I'm just going to be honest, right? Like take it, take it from the place of the hospital. When you go to the hospital, who are all the people that are admitted to the hospital? All the people that are admitted to the hospital are the people that are sick. Right. And so if you're having difficulty with friendships, right, if you are, if you are having difficult with friendships, then there is some difficulty that's inside of you. Right. There is something that's difficulty inside, inside of you. I, and I tell people this, I was not a good friend. I was not a good friend. I was very judgmental. I was very hard. Um, I was very mistrusting. I did not trust people. I was not very loyal. Um, I, I just, I remember even in junior high one time, um, one of my friends told me something and I wanted to be accepted by another group of people. And so my, like my, this was my closest friend. I went and shared with her. I went and shared with her, share with this other girl, what my friend said so that I could be connected to that group. I'm just going to be honest. And a fight broke out in between them. And as I've gotten more mature, it's like, that was so foolish. Well, and I remember one day I said to my husband, I was like, um, man, I don't really have friends, right? I, I don't really have friends. And he said, it's because you don't know how to be a good friend. You don't know how to be a good friend. You don't know how to be a good friend. And so I had to begin to do the work on myself so that I could be a good friend. Now, I hope I'm a good friend now. It is my hope that I'm a good friend. I try to be a good friend now. I try to grow in my friendships. And even when I was studying this, God brought me more revelation about how to even be a good, better friend. So we're walking in the light. It says, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light, right? So we've been awoken this week. We're awakening to things that we were dark to. Then it says, see then that you work, walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Remember the Lord always gave, gave us a word. He gave us a word of knowledge telling us because we're doing the work, because we're repenting, he's redeeming the time. Remember that he's redeeming all, oh, thank y'all. He's redeeming the time. So because the days are evil, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And the will of the Lord is for us to carry the glory into the earth. The will of the Lord is for us to carry the glory in our children. The will of the Lord is for us to carry the glory at work. The will of the Lord is for us to carry the glory in our marriages. And if you didn't see the video on marriage yesterday, whether you sing or not, you need to watch the video. The will of the Lord is to carry the glory of the Lord in our friendships. And so we are redeeming the time because we are recognizing, right? You, you are, uh, we are recognizing who we are, what we are, the damage we've done, how we've participated in darkness. And we're coming out of that and we're, we're repenting for it. Right. And so we're not being drunk with wine, right? We're being filled with the spirit. And we're going to get into that part next week, being filled with the spirit and all of those good things. And so today we're going to talk a little bit more about friendships and putting boundaries and things in place. Remember God said, I need you to be salt in your friendships, right? I need you to be salt and I need you to be light. I need you to be light. I need you to be light, right? And Nisi, being selfish with your time, it, friend, see, let me tell y'all something. Can I help y'all with something? Can I just have some girlfriend conversation with y'all? I'm just being honest. Being a good friend is more than about time. It has a whole lot more to do with quantity and we quantify relationships and be qu a quantity doesn't mean it's a good relationship because I'm always there for you because I support you because I look like I support you. Quantity does not denote a good friendship Quant quantity, the amount of time that I spend with you, because if I'm sick, I need to get healed. Cause so I don't spread to you what's on me, right? So I don't spread to you what's on me. And so quantity, my God, quantity doesn't equal a good friendship. 
I don't always have all of the time that I need for my friends, right? But the time that I do get to spend with them, I make sure that those are quality relationship. Quantity means I'm counting. Quantity means I'm judging the relationship based on a number of things. Quality says I value you you who you are as a person right quality is a measure of excellence or a state of being it describes how the friendship was made it describes how the friendship was made it describes how the friendship is compared to others quantity is the extent the time the size or the sum of something and so for too way too long we've summed up our relationships into quantity when we really needed to evaluate the quality of the relationship. My God, you need to evaluate the quality of the relationship. That's why I don't get into relationships that require, um, that, that keep tabs. I did this for you. You did this for me. I did this for you. You did this for me. I don't have those type of relationships because in this season, you may just have to do for me. God may just have you sowing into me in this season. In this season, you just may have to do for me. In the next season, I just may have to do for you. In the, in the next season, it may be a more quiet season between us. And we may not even get to spend the time that we used to spend with each other because God has us sold out in time to him. See you. And, and, and if my relationship with you is solid, it don't matter if I'm in your face or not. It don't matter if I'm in your face or not. It don't matter if my relationship with you is solid. If you trace, trace the quality of the relationship, how it's made, how it's compared to others. If you trust that, it doesn't matter when the seasons change, our friendship doesn't change, right? When the seasons change. And so we have to be very careful um, about when we are dealing with relationships and quantifying them, right? We cannot quantify our relationships. We cannot say that we have good relationships based on this. That's, that's not, that's not, that's not what we do, but many of us have done that. Right. Um, and many of us don't evaluate our friendships and our relationships. We don't even recognize that friendships, relationships change just like seasons do. Say so they, they, they change just like seasons do. And some of y'all don't have cup. Come on now. They change. It doesn't mean the friendship goes away. Come on now. It doesn't mean the friendship goes away, but the need for the relationship may change, right? The need, come on, the need for the relationship may change. The dependency may change. What type of friend? In one season, I might have to be a cheerleader to you. In the next season, I might have to be your intercessor. And that looks very different. That looks very different. That looks very different. And so because we don't understand the types, types of friends, types of people, how to be an honest friend, loyalty, and some of the other things. Remember, I gave you some, something back in about how to love, right? I gave you back something on how to love. And I told you what the qualities and traits of love were and what go be love meant. That is the same thing that we have to carry into our friendships, right? And so some of us have I'm going to help you with something today and then I'm going to give you all the scriptures and I'm going to give you something that I kind of use as guidance. Some of us have built relationships and friendships in crisis situations, right? And so you may have met somebody in a crisis, right? Y'all met each other in a support group. You met each other when you were going through a divorce. You met each other when you were kids and you both were being abused. You met each other in a crisis season in your life. And this is one of the things when it gets hard and difficult. Well, when you get healed and you're not in a crisis anymore, the relationship don't make sense. I'm going to free some of y'all today. And so some of you, some of you have been trying to still stay holding and still connecting to people that you met in crisis relationships and crisis times and in seasons in which you were in crisis. And now both of you have gotten healed and the thing that bonded and tied you together was the crisis. And now the crisis is not there anymore. And because the crisis is gone, now you don't know what to do with the relationship. And you haven't stopped and prayed and asked God to evaluate the relationship. The only reason that you were really 
really good friends or you became good friends was because you bonded together because of the crisis. You came together because of the crisis, the crisis. You came together because of the cause. You came together because of um, different circumstances and different situations. And then when the crisis ends, you stand at a standstill. And because most of us hold on to things, and I'm going to tell you this again, and I say this again and again, longevity does not equal legitimacy. Because you've been with a person a long time doesn't equal, it doesn't mean that it's a legitimate relationship. You can be bound to somebody for 30 years, 40 years, and it's still not a healthy relationship. Y'all ain't growing together. Y'all not multiplying each other. You're not adding to each other. You're not increasing. And an, a sign that there is something wrong in a relationship is when the relationship fails to grow. Healthy things need to grow. <laughs> Healthy things should be evolving. Healthy race relationships should be ever evolving. And if one person is evolving at a faster rate, my God, than other people, it, it can put some pressure, stress and strain on the relationship. It can put some pressure. So longevity don't equal legitimacy because you've been in that person's life a long time. Don't mean it's legitimate for this next season. It don't mean that person even needs to go with you in the next season. Y'all might have to part ways. You may come back to each other, but you may have to part ways. And so we have to get into a position to evaluate the relationship. Yeah. And healthy relationships also encourage you to grow, right? Healthy relationships don't want you stagnant. Healthy relationships encourage you to grow. Healthy relationship puts you on a position and you can apply this to your dating as well. If you are single and you're dating someone and you're, and you are not growing together and you're not growing towards God, then there's a sign that that relationship is probably sick. And because you're not married, go on and get out. It, it might be hard, but go on, go on and get out. It's a sign that a relationship is not sick. Anytime there is somewhere where growth is not occurring, there's a sign that there is sickness in the relationship. There is sickness that that's a sign in a business. That's that's a sign when my non when it was time for my nonprofit to end, it was because it wasn't growing. It was a sign that it was time for it to go so that something new can be pruned and revived. So I want to give you these things. And I got these, these things, this, this from TD Jakes. He taught this a long time ago and this was so powerful for me, right? This was so powerful for me. And I need to give you the three types of basic people. Three types. It will, DeShannon. Healthy relationships grow. If the relationship is not growing, it's not healthy. There's a sign that the relationship is sick. And we won't evaluate the sickness in the relationship. We, we won't evaluate to see if this relationship can be healed. We will not evaluate to, to see if this is something that needs to be cut out. We won't evaluate it. We won't take a step back. We keep pressing into something that's so demonic and something that's so unhealthy. And so we keep these healthy ties to us because it feels comfortable because we've been doing it for a long time and, and we keep staying in these healthy relationships. If someone is not helping you grow towards God, you don't, you, you got to evaluate the relationship. You got to pause. I, I'm just telling you, I don't have stressed out. In this season of my life, my friendships are not stressed out. My friendships are not. We are growing together in grace. We are growing. And can I tell you something? I haven't had to get rid of anybody. They fall off. If I keep growing towards God, I don't have to get rid of anybody. I don't have to say something. I don't have to break up. I don't have to make public announcements. Whatever is not attached to you for the next season. Remember our scripture, 2 Corinthians 3, 16, we're keeping our face towards the Lord. If my face is towards the Lord, whatever is not supposed to be connected to me is going to cling to me for dear life or it's going to fall off. And whatever is supposed to be connected to me is going to cling to me for dear life or fall off. And what I am very good about doing is letting people go. 
I'm very good. I'm very good about letting people go. I'm real good about letting you walk. I'm good, real good about your exit strategy. And I'm not going to beg you back. And I'm not going to try to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm very good at letting you go. Because if my face is towards the Lord and your face is not towards the Lord, the veil is still on your eyes. And you're not going to see the value and the weight of the friendship anyway. You're not going to understand the weight of the friendship. You're not going to see the value of the friendship. You're not going to evaluate me as a person. That is the same for you in dating. If your face is towards the Lord, then the person for you will stay to you. They're going to cling to you for dear life, right? Because they understand the necessity of the relationship. But if their face is not towards the Lord, the veil is still on their eyes. They won't see the value of the relationship anyway. If you want to know if someone is for you or not, all you got to do is turn your face towards the Lord. That That's, that's all you got to do. All you got to do is keep your face towards the Lord. Keep your face towards the Lord. Don't compromise your belief. Walk in the light. Whatever ain't supposed to be with you, whoever ain't supposed to be with you. And I'm talking about your face to the Lord without compromise. Your face to the Lord without sin. Your face to the Lord without um, stroking their ego, without manipulating and lying. I'm talking about your face to the Lord, like your face to the Lord. If you keep your face to the Lord, if you practice holiness, if you stay seated at God, if you evaluate yourself, people will walk off. They will, they will fall off, right? The difficult places in you in friendships, the places you need to grow up when your face is in the Lord, the Lord will begin to groom you towards a better friend. If you want to become a better friend, get your face towards the Lord. Because once you get more word in you, you're going to become a better friend because you're going to want to honor the God in the other person. You're going to want to, you're going to want to honor the God. I don't spend a lot of time telling my friends, thus said the Lord. I don't spend a lot of time saying you need to do this. I don't spend a lot of time quoting scripture to them. I don't browbeat them. I don't, I don't do all that. I just do LMJ. I'm just being LMJ. I just do me. I'm keeping my face towards the Lord. Do we study together? Yep. Do we pray together? Yep. Do we love on each other? Yep. But my face is towards the Lord. And so if they want to see what I'm looking at, then they're going to turn their face towards the Lord. If they were trying to figure out what is the glory on my life, because if my face towards the Lord, I'm looking to the hills, which cometh my help. And my help comes from the Lord. So let me give you these, these, these three types of people. I love when T.D. Jakes taught this. He taught this years ago. This has been in my spirit for a long time. And he taught there are three types of friends. The very first type of friend is a confidant, Right? Confidence. You're going to have very few confidants. You're going to have very few confidants. Confidants are the people in your life who love you unconditionally. They are into you, whether you up, whether you're down, whether you're right, whether you're wrong. Those are your confidants, right? Those confidants will get into trouble with you. Your confidants will come see you if you go to jail. Your confidants will come see you in your crack, the crack house. Your confidants will pray you through. You can open up and share absolutely anything that, that you need to with your confidant, right? My, my God, you, you, and you need your confidant. You need this person in your life. I told y'all the other week, John, Jess and I were like David and Jonathan, right? You can't be David till you find your Jonathan. You cannot be David. You're not going to be David. That's what Jake said. You're not going to be David till you find your Jonathan. You're not going to be who you are until you have a good confidant, right? Because your confidant is going to help unlock kingdom in you. It's going to help lock kingdom in you. Your confidant is going to push you closer to the wall. Your confidant is going to push you closer to God. They're going to cause you to go to directions. They're going to submit their gifts to you. They're not going to lie to you. They're not. That's what you're, you're going to have to have a confidant, right? And what, what, what <laughs> the, and so you got to have someone, right? That you also are growing with. You don't need somebody that's under beneath you. You cannot, you cannot. Now it ain't no ride or die, it's a ride or live, right? You cannot have someone that's underneath you. I, I, I got to ride, we're going to ride and we're going to live. We're going to walk in the fullness of who God called us to be. And so this is not somebody that just keeps your secrets. 
That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody just keep your secrets. I'm not talking about somebody that just qualifies your wrong. I'm talking about somebody that can feed you and you feed them. And I'm not talking about just physically feed you. I'm talking about that can feed your spirit that can feed you and help grow you and you feed them. They are there to make sure you help you reach your destiny. They're there to help you make sure you reach your destiny. They're going to get in your business. They're going to tell you when you wrong, right? And if you get two or three of these, man, you bless. If you get two or three of these, you bless. You don't just have to have one, right? But you need to find those. You need to find people that are your confidants, right? Those are the people that are your confidants. You need two or three of them. If you can get two or three of them, you bless. If you got one, you bless. But if you get two or three, if you get you a circle of confidants that y'all going to grow together, that y'all going to lift each other up, you're doing it big. The number two group he said is your constituents. So this is where I need to help you because we make this mistake often, often. Your constituents are not into you. They are into what you are for. Your constituents. And we make the mistake of making constituents confidants, right? You need to understand that the only reason a constituent is walking with you is because you are what they are for. You guys are walking together because you work together. You guys are walking together for one common cause. They are what you are. They are what you are. They are to you what they are for you only because you further their agenda. That's it. They were never there for you. It was never there. They were never there for you. They can be at your church. They can be at your job. They can be in your Bible study. They are only there because you further the agenda, right? And if you are broken, you will mistake your constituents for your confidence, right? Y'all are only there because y'all are working on one cause. You are only at the school, right? Because you guys are at the school together. <laughs> because you are at the school together. Y'all are only working because y'all are supposed to work together. Sometimes we try to take those work relationships and turn them into other relationships. And it's only we supposed to be the coolest of people at work, but it is not supposed to leave about work. And so when you are broken, come on, Ebony, because y'all go to the same church. Because y'all are both called to the same church, serve at the same church, does not mean this is your confidant. This is a constituent, right? And so you have to be careful, right? These, that, that, that you have to be careful. We are all constituents at some point. We are all constituents at some point. We are only tied to these people. I am only in the training with you. I am only tied to you because we have the same cause right it's because of what we represent right that they we are not for each other and we have to be careful because we try in broken places right even in relationships we'll meet somebody that we're only supposed to be friends with and because of there's some chemistry and some connection we'll try to put them in a position when they're missing all the other qualifiers of what we need right and so here's the other thing when the cause ends, the constituents go. When the cause is over, the constituents go. When, when, they, when I, I move and change churches, right? The relationship is gone and there's nothing wrong with it. We were only caused to, called to this cause together. That's it. It's the cause that we represent. They are for what you are for, but they are not for you. <laughs> They are not for you. And sometimes we place such a value in those relationships. And so when those relationships end, we're devastated or we're still trying to connect to those relationships. And those were only supposed to be workplace relationships. And those were only supposed to be um, church place relationships. We never evaluated the character of the relationships, but more so we never asked God. We, we never asked God. Now, the last group is the comrades. These are, these are people that are not for you nor are they for what you are for. It is just they are against what you are against. Did you hear what I said? They're not for you, and they are not for what you are for. They don't stand for what you're for, but they are against what you are against. They will cause people to come together who are not for you, and they are not for what you are for, but they are against what you are against. They will team up with you to fight a greater enemy, <laughs> right? There, there are people, there are people for you. They are teamed up, right? You teamed up, right? Teamed up 
for you to fight against a greater enemy. That's what they are for. They are teamed up so that you can fight a greater enemy. And that's it. And once the purpose is complete, they're gone. And we got to be careful to let them go because we are only there to fight, right? They fight. They are only there to fight what you fight. And that's it. They're only there to fight what you fight. And so you need to understand what and who and where the level of people are in your relationships. Like you got to understand that you got to know, come on now, you got to know who and what people are there. Some people you'll only pick it with them. You'll only write. That's it. The common denominator is the, uh, the greater enemy. They only fighting with you because we all Democrats. I'm not a Democrat. I'm just saying we're only fighting with you because they're all Democrats, right? They're only fighting with you because they're against sex trafficking. They're only fighting with you because they're against, um, that they're getting, they're against the neighborhood reform. They're only there to fight. That's all they are. They're only there to fight this one thing. But what we try to do is we try to make them our best friend. So you have to understand who and what they are, right? Constituents are only against, comrades are only against what you're against. The only thing y'all have in common. Come on, Felicia. Once the purpose is complete, it's gone. Once the purpose is complete, they're gone. They're done. It's over with. They have no need to be around anymore. Comrades, y'all only have the greater good in common. And they're respecting you. Y'all need each other to get something accomplished, right? But these are not your confidants. If you don't have confidence in healthy relationships, I'm just telling you, there is something wrong with you. You can lie to yourself. You can play like, um, I, I'm not supposed to have a confidant. But if the scripture gives us word on how to be a good friend and how we're supposed to be a friend and we don't have those friendships, there's something wrong with you. So let me give you a few scriptures before we go. Proverbs 12 and 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. You cannot be in friendships with that are going to lead you astray. And you cannot be in a relationship if you're not strong enough. You're going to have to break yourself from those friendships or you're going to keep going down the wrong path. Proverbs 14 and 20. The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich man has friends. This is a super superficial relationship, right? People love you if you have something that benefits them, but if you don't have anything they need or want, they hate you, right? Right? They hate you and you are no value to them, right? So you don't want people in your life that the only reason that they're in your life is because they want something from you. Proverbs 17, 9, he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter, right? He who repeats a matter separates friends. Good friends know how to keep secrets and hold your business, right? He know they know how to keep secrets and hold your business. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Contrary to superficial friendship, right? Like in Proverbs 14, True friendships love you, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're going through difficulty, whether or not you're experiencing blessings. You need to ask yourself, what kind of friend am I? What kind of friend am I surrounding myself with? Am I a true friend loving at all time or am I only loving you based on condition? Proverbs 18, 24, a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Simple. Be a friend to others. If you want friends, be a friend. If you want friends, be a friend. If you don't have friends, it's because you're not friendly. It's nobody else is the problem. If you don't have friends, it's because you're not friendly. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of enemies are deceitful. Real friends tell the truth, even if it hurts. Even if it's not pleasant, they tell the truth so you can grow from it, right? You got to speak the love and truth. That's what Paul said. Ephesians 4, 15, speak the love and truth, right? A true friend tells the truth. Even if it risks the friendship, if it risks the friendship, it's going to tell the truth. Proverbs 9, 8, 9, Proverbs 27 and 17, right? <laughs> 
That's what a true friend's going to do. Zechariah 13 and 6 says, And one will say to him, What are those wounds between your arms? Then he will answer, Those which I was wounded in the house of my friends, right? So true friends are going to tell the truth. They're not going to lie to you. They're not going to sit up and um, pretend like you're okay when you're not okay. A true friend is going to say to you, Girl, your slips are showing. That's what a true friend is going to say, right? Luke 16, 9 to you. And I say to you, Make friends for yourselves. Right. You got to make friends for yourselves. John 15 and 13. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friend. If you want to know whether or not someone is a true friend or you want to be a better friend, sacrificial love is the greatest love you ever going to experience. Right. God displayed this love for us. He told us to love others as we love ourselves. The best and dearest friend is one who is willing to lay down their life for us. And the ultimate demonstration of this is a sacrificial love, right? Right? So you need to ask yourself, if I'm not producing friendships and relationships in my life, am I being a good friend? And you need to evaluate your friendships. You need to get to know your friends. If somebody is your best friend, what are their favorite foods? You need to be invested in the friendship. You need to be invested in the relationship. You need to understand and not take friendship for granted. You need to know your friends. You need to know the company you keep and you need to evaluate the company you keep in every season. That's it. I hope that helps you. I hope that helps you understand friendships today. I hope that it helps you evaluate your friendships. I hope you put yourself in a position and really begin to pray about the relationships that you're connection, connected to. And remember, things change in season. Things change in seasons. Seasons change. Seasons change. And sometimes when seasons change, the dependency, um, the necessity, the frequency of the relationship does change. Doesn't mean you're not a good friend, but you need to evaluate. You need people that are growing healthy things. Grow. I love y'all so much. Can y'all lift me up this weekend? I got to go speak tomorrow um, to the young ladies. I got a conference tomorrow. I've been talking all week. So y'all lift me up, lift the ministry up this weekend. For those of you that'll have your daughters in Pine Bluff tomorrow, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see you. We have had long nights this week because of basketball tournaments. So y'all lift me up. Y'all lift the ministry up this weekend. I'm praying for you guys. I'm praying for you. I'm believing God for you. I am. I am. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.